All right, welcome back, everybody. It's our 8 o'clock hour. I don't see Ray Didiger up there, He's Joe. There. Is Ray Didiger there? I just want to mention that uh, we have some visitors in the studio today, Josie. And it's starting to seem like I got a nice road trip I'm planning. Because right now, you, Douglas, has agreed to come in my car. Yep. I will be the driver because I'm a very good driver. <laughs> uh, so here's what you got. Me uh, driving, riding shotgun. That will be you, Douglas. Yep. And then in the back seat, I got the gentleman who's visited today. Nice man. And the, and then the other guy, that will be Jonathan Gannon. I'm driving him to Houston. It's a lot of hot he air. He signed there. a contract because I don't uh. like the heat coaching. <laughs> I'm the light. Now, I have been critical after the Eagles went 14-3, and maybe I'm just a cranky old man. No, you're not. And the good news for you is you won't be hearing this voice much longer. Not for long. And after yesterday, the sooner the better, because I can't take what I saw yesterday. On the line is a legend, a Hall of Famer, and it is an honor and a thrill to be able to hear his voice for as long as the Eagles remain in the playoffs, which might not be that long. The great Ray Dittinger. Hi, Raymond. <laughs> oh, hello, Angelo. How are you? All right, Ray, this is the thing. All right, you watched the game yesterday. You know the 14-3 and three in the bye is a precious thing to have. Sure is. Should we be happy or should we be worried? Um, it's fair to be both. I think that's, uh, you know, I think you can be both. I mean, you, you certainly, this was the greatest regular season in the franchise's history. Wow. Yeah. It is. I mean, uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of any kind of metric you want to point to, um, starting with wins, <laughs> it's the most wins I've ever had in a regular season. And they set a boatload of records for the regular season. So, I mean, you can look back over this and say this is the best regular season that the Philadelphia Eagles have ever had, for, for, and, the, and the team's been around since 1933. So it's, it's fair to be delighted about that. You've got the number one seed, uh, and all of that is true. Um, but you can also say, but what team? What team do we have going into going into the playoffs? And that's that's the other part of it. I mean, for you know, for fourteen or fifteen weeks, this was the best team in the NFL. That's no question about that. But since the Chicago game and since Hertz injury, can you still say the same thing with the same degree of confidence? Probably not. You know, because we don't know. The 14-3 regular season and all the records and A.J. Brown's records and the 70 sacks and the 59 touchdowns and total points and all that stuff, that's great. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a great regular season. We'll fully acknowledge that. But if they don't get to the Super Bowl, who cares? You know, so the question is how good are they right now and how well-equipped are they to make that run to Arizona? Well, Ray, this is where I've missed you terribly this whole season. Because I watch games, and I agree. I'm thrilled about 14-3, and and I'm great that they don't have to play next weekend. But if you're trying to preserve the health of a guy that we now know was significantly injured, in what world does the game start with your first nine play calls all passes? And just so you know, I'm not. I want you to actually listen to the sequence of the first nine plays dialed up on the script by Shane Steichen. Here it is. Let's see what the first play is from Jalen Hurts. Hurts looks. Hurts fires. Completed a crossing pattern. He's back again. He's looking, firing, and he throws it out of bounds. Steps up. He fires over the middle. Complete. Fakes. Looks. Fires. He completes it. Fires for the end zone, and it is incomplete. Hurts looking. He's being chased. He stops. He throws. And it is out of bounds incomplete. Now Hurts back again. 
flares it out. He's got Devontae Smith. Comes the rush. He steps up. He's going to run, and he dives down, but he will lose a yard on the play. Fakes. He slings it out, and he has the first down to Goddard. Nine pass plays in a row. Mm-hmm. In what world is that logical? Uh, not mine. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was, I guess I was scratching my head, same as you were. Um, I, I wasn't surprised to see him throw on the first down, just to kind of do it, just to kind of get the feel of it. Uh, but I just thought that uh, when they kept doing it and doing it and doing it, I was surprised. Uh, I, I was surprised uh, because I've felt all along, ever since the Chicago game, um, that he was hurt worse than they were saying. I, I just, uh, just the way he went down. I mean, and that whole game just really. If you and I had been doing our Monday conversation <laughs> that yeah. Monday, uh, we would have had a lot to talk about because I was furious with the coaches after that game. I really was because I, I just thought that that was a game where they just um, the, the, that they just let him take a ridiculous amount of punishment in that game, uh, in a game where they didn't have to against a team that's now going to have the number one pick in the draft, a team <laughs> that's bad in a million different ways, that you let them beat up your MVP quarterback that that way that day for an entire for an entire four quarters was i thought just ridiculous uh and I, I i say that with a lot of respect for this coaching staff because i think they've done a tremendous job on the whole and to get this team to the number one seed and 14 and three and all that stuff was a great accomplishment it really it really was but i just thought they went way off the rails in the in their play calling in that game in chicago and put their quarterback at uh a terrible risk, and and if they if they wind up not getting to the Super Bowl and completing the mission this year, you can look back to that day in Chicago as the day it all went wrong. Absolutely. And now let's get to the defense, because the defense was facing a man who had never thrown a pass in the NFL, Davis Webb. The final 22 minutes, nine plays, 69 yards for a field goal, 10 plays, 59 yards, touchdown, Seven plays, 54 yards, touchdown. What the hell was Jonathan Gannon doing in the latter stages of yesterday's game? <laughs> um, good question. Uh, I, they Defensively, one of the things about this team, and you know, if you, again, if you, look, if you just go by the statistics, you would look at the defense and say, wow, they were really good this year. Um, but there is some concern. I mean, <clears throat> they didn't have Saquon Barkley either, you know, and they still ran the ball pretty effectively. Um, this team, for a, for a defense that's put up big numbers, and we're certainly going to he- we've heard a lot and we're going to hear even more about the 70 sacks and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, this team made a fair amount of history this year. But do they... You know, when they're chasing records that were set by the, the Bears of the 80s, I mean, that Bears team of Dan Hampton and Singletary and Dent, those guys, you know, uh, I, does this team strike fear in your heart the same way that team did? No, not really. Uh, the numbers would tell you that they should, but they really don't. And yesterday was a little more evidence of that. And one of the things that, you know, all the stats are what they are, but one of the stats that jumps out at me is this team just isn't taking the ball away from opponents anymore. You know, and I mean through the first through the first eight games, they had twelve interceptions and were taking the ball away a lot. Over the last nine games they've only got five. You know, and yesterday they had an opportunity to to maybe intercept four or five passes. I mean there were that many opportunities out there. They just weren't making those plays. And when you get into the postseason with the teams you're going to be playing against that are better teams, you're going to have to find a way to get those takeaways. And that's one of the areas where they have to be not just better, but more opportunistic. And I didn't see that yesterday. Right. You started this conversation by pointing out that this is the greatest season. Statistically, they've had it 14-3. and three. Right. 
is it one of the greatest Eagles teams? Uh, you can't if they if, if they win if they win the Super Bowl, yeah, you would have to say that. If they don't, they're not. You know, I mean that's that's really kind of where you are. I mean, everything that they've done to this point is great, and it's something that everybody should feel good about. And you know, the people that love to do the math, I mean, they're going to point to this figure and that stat and, you know, this percentage and all of that, and they're going to say this was the greatest Eagles team ever. But, it, you know, if they, didn't win the, if they don't win the championship, you can't say that because the only thing that matters really is winning the championship. If they, if they go all the way and they go to Arizona and they win the whole thing, you can look back and say, this, you know what, this was the greatest season in Eagles history, and this is the greatest team in Eagles history, but they have to get there to do that. To, fall, to, to do everything they've done to this point, even to get the number one seed, and then fall short in the postseason, no, they're not. It's all about, you know, you've gotten us this far, but now you've got to take it the rest of the way to be mentioned in the same breath as the teams that actually did it. Well, that leads to my last question. You've seen so much football. You're in the NFL Hall of Fame. Do you think this is going to be a championship team? I... I'll tell you the team the team that I saw for most of the season I felt very strongly about that. I really did. I thought I thought that they it was I thought they were that with almost without question they were the best team in the league because the thing was they were so good offensively and they were so they were such a challenge to defend because of the players they had and because of the way they could play their quarterback and because of the two receivers that well I'll throw Goddard in there the three receivers they had they were they were a bear to play to to play defense against, uh, and the defense. Even though I I had my issues with the defense, the fact is that they were making the plays that won games. They were taking the ball away, and they were really really good in giveaway takeaway. I mean, the turnover ratio. They were number one. They were they were top three in offense. They were top three in defense, and they were number one in giveaway takeaway. I mean, any number you want to look at that equates to winning in pro football, they were right there. That was the team that they were. But my, my feeling is a, a lot changed in Chicago that day. And, you know, the question is, and I heard a lot of people saying after the game yesterday, well, Jalen Hurts, you know, he looked rusty. You know, he looked rusty, and now he's got a couple weeks to knock off that rust. Well, okay, but it, that's fine if it's just rust. But there's a difference between is he rusty or is he hurt? You know, if he's, if he's hurt, he can, only, he can only get so much better in two weeks. If it was genuinely just rust... Okay, yeah, yeah, two weeks you can probably get that back. But my fear is that he's playing with a really significant injury. And yesterday what you saw was that the play calling and the whole structure of the offense was designed to make him pretty much a pocket quarterback. The only running he did was uh, trying to get away from the rush on a couple of occasions. But that RPO, the whole RPO thing went away yesterday because he's just not right now a healthy Jalen Hurts. If this is as good as it's going to get in the postseason, Ange, I'll tell you, I mean, they might get to the championship game, but the championship game you can almost pencil it in right now. It's going to be San Francisco. Correct. It's, it's going to be San Francisco. And right now, they're playing the best football in the whole league. And even though you, know, you can talk about the home field advantage and the fans and the emotion and everything that's going to go into it, you know, right now, if the Jalen Hurts that's going to be playing then is the Jalen Hurts we saw last night, I just don't know if they can beat the 49ers. Ray Dittiger, it is uh, awesome to hear your voice again. We are going to hear a lot of you the next few weeks on WIP, and let's hope we have one more great run. Ray, thank you. I sure you. hope so. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate it. All right, it. Ange. Take care. Bye-bye. By the way, I asked him, my final question was, is this a championship team? 
I believe if I read through the lies, no. he's saying probably not. <laughs> no, he's worried about it. He's probably not. It's it why we were right to right. lose our minds at yep. that Chicago game. Exactly. It's, it, that was the defining change in this team this year. For no reason, they, they put their MVP. They, they cost him the MVP yep. uh, you know, title. Yep. And they might have cost themselves even greater. And it was reckless play calling. Reckless is a great word. Because over and over again, they do not want to use sufficiently a great running game. They got You know what I learned yesterday? Gainwell's pretty damn good, too. I like Gainwell. All three of these guys can run, and they got a line that blocks very well for them, and they have elected not to use them nearly enough. Sly's up for West Philly. Hi, Sly. Hey, what's going on? I'm glad I'm coming on after Ray because I had this to say for the last three or four weeks, and this is what people don't really understand. They haven't said anything about it. Everybody points to that Chicago game or or that was the turnaround of this season. And you know what happened before the Chicago game? A lot of people don't realize it. Ever since Micah Parsons said, is it the system or is it Jalen Hurts? Sirianni and Steichen have been trying to prove that it's the system. They've been trying to prove that they're smarter than everybody else. There's no reason in that game to not – you got a thousand-yard rusher. Chicago's poor against the run, and you don't run him? Yep. That's, it was Chip Kelly-esque in his arrogance. Correct. They, they, you could tell they felt like we're just – we know you're pretty – you're okay against the pass – but we're going to try to impose our will on you because we think we're better. That got Jalen Hurts hurt. The, the first 13 games of the season, we lauded them because they would exploit your weakness. If, right, you, if you were good against the run, you could pass the ball. If you were good against the pass, they could run the ball. They, Sly, I'm worried about something. I got to run this by you and Barrett, all right? See, the Eagles are 14-3. And if somebody were listening from another city, they would think we lost our minds because we've been bitching all day. Yes. Have we been too negative here, Sly? No, because I thought about it from the beginning. It drove me crazy from then. I I thought that they really started smelling themselves. Those guys Mm. got cocky and they got arrogant, and they did it in the Chicago game because they felt like they were that much better than them. And they got Jalen Hurts hurt. Slight, I'm very good that call. They learn from it. Yeah, but but those guys really, really maybe cost themselves the season by getting cocky I in the way you. that they their game right, plan slide. was. And it's been slide. like that you made time. great points. I really, Barrett. Are we too negative here? You were on with the Polly and Annie yesterday. Are we too <laughs> negative here? Because I got set joy to coming out. I don't think that's going to be super positive. He's going to be grumpy. Right? Let, let, then yeah, the let, coach is coming out at nine. Nick Sirianni's on at nine today. And I don't think he's going to like the direction of the conversation that's happened on the flagship station all morning. Well, maybe I do have to go come in and, you know, fertilize the soil a little bit. Well, that's what you were doing here, but you haven't really done that. You've been kind of critical, too. I, I. I, I just have to tell the truth. He's telling the truth. Jones. I just have to tell the truth. Jones, he's you know. telling the truth. He's an honest man. He's so. an honest man. <laughs> Jones, do you fear that we've come across too negative so No, far? not negative enough. <laughs> <laughs> you need more. Two nine five. We, we, yeah. let, well, let, let, let things I bloom think, right now. Let I, it bloom. I have a strong <laughs> feeling that Seth will accommodate that, that yeah. concern. Tough to fertilize a turd. <laughs> In fact, to be quite oh, honest with you, the turd is fertilized. Correct. 215 592 9494. WIP Sports Time is 8.
right, uh, 822 is the time. During the break, I had a meeting with Mr. Hugh Douglas, who is doing <laughs> his show into Atlanta. He'll be doing shows here very shortly. In two weeks. Yeah. He will be on Midday Guys with uh, Joe Giglio. And, and he has now firmly agreed that we are going to take, we are going to actually drive Jonathan Gannon to Houston. Yeah. He's going to be getting probably this week because they need, this is the week off. Yeah. So he'll probably get the uh, permission and, to do that. And so I will be driving. I got a beautiful SUV. You Douglas has agreed to ride shotgun. Okay. Which, frankly, I think he does pack heat, so that's literal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the back seat will be Andy, who's hanging out with us today. Nice man. And then the fourth one will be Jonathan Gannon. It's going to be a three-day trip. He confirmed. I was right there. Why three days? It's, it's only 20 fact, hours right drive. now, Douglas said he is going to find some gentlemen's clubs on the way to Houston. <laughs> I confirmed that also. And, and Douglas has also stated that he plans to make it rain. Uh, yes, hey, yes, Jonathan. Yes, just you get like a big thing of wands, and then you flick it up from your hand. At your and age, then- there's a different <laughs> meaning to making it rain. <laughs> What are you suggesting? Bring your depends. <laughs> no, that is not, Jonesy, that is not making it rain. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Anyway, Ava Graham, could you update us on our question of the day? I can. It's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Minor fender bender or major accident, Armin Chevrolet's collision center will make it right. Find your roads at ArminChevy.com. What is the biggest weakness of the 14-3 and Eagles this season? 46%. Coaching. Yeah, we know. What's second? 27% special teams. All right. Defense, 17%. Offense, 10%. All right. That's fair enough. On the line with us, this is a first. Set Joy is coming up in a minute. But we got the commissioner of election, Omar Sabir, checking in with us. Hi, Omar. Hey, what's going on, Ange? How you doing, man? I'm great. Thanks for checking in. I don't think you've ever called before. It's great hearing from you. Yeah, we listen to you every day, man. Me and my sons, man. And my, my son, he said when I dropped him off, he said, "Why are we so?" He said, "Why he said, why are we so negative, man? We number one. Yeah, well, we number one, man. All right, we fourteen and three. Mm. You know, we just had a small little challenge, but we won, man. How many times have we called this radio station in these sort of games this season? We lost, man. We're winners. We're going to win the whole Super Bowl, man. Wow. All right, I'm glad you called because I need more positivity on the show, Omar. But in the fourth quarter, when this third street quarterback was going up and down the field, did you get a little uh, upset? Uh, I got a little bit upset, but you got to realize these guys are third string. They're playing their best football that they can play. Yeah, I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, they're trying to make the roster next year. They're playing with everything that they have. We were just out of control of the game. We knew we were going to win. You know, that was the, you know, win the game and nobody gets hurt. I mean, all of those things got accomplished. I mean, we're like the heavyweight champion. We got our win. I mean, you know, it's, it's just we're just getting ready for the Super Bowl, man. Right, I have no Omar, worries whatsoever. You are the commissioner of elections here. Um, do you think Gannon could get elected the mayor? of houston maybe i love it omar thank you for checking in and thanks for straighten me out i needed some positive people today thank uh, you sir great Super hearing Bowl, baby. Super Bowl. thanks uh, very much and thank your son too he he clearly was listening to this and not loving it maybe we'll turn this around now with our best guy nobody knows the the art of defense better than Barrett Brooks' former partner in the post-game show. 
Eagle God, Seth Joyner. Seth. Hi, Seth. What's going on, gentlemen? Good morning. Seth, I'm in a bad spot here. I've been complaining all morning, and they're 14-3 and three and got the bye. How do you balance what you saw yesterday, which wasn't very good, and 14-3? and three? Well, you celebrate the 14-3, and three, and you hope that, you know, the rust that you saw offensively um, was just Jalen Hurts not having played, you know, for the last two weeks. Um, and realizing that they had him on a short leash, they were trying to protect him yesterday. And, um, you know, they've got two weeks to, you know, get it together and two weeks to get their rhythm and their timing back. I think that was more of what you saw yesterday was, hey, let's get him out there, get him throwing the ball, get him moving around, but let's not do anything crazy and, you know, and risk him in, in any way. All right, but Seth, the first nine play calls, scripted, Shane Steichen, all passes. Aren't you putting him in the line of fire when you could be running the ball? Well, actually, it was 10 plays in a row. They threw the ball the first 10 plays out the gate. I charted them as, as, they, as they went by. They, they threw it 10 times in a row before they actually ran the ball one time. Well, explain um, that. I don't understand it. Well, I don't think there's really any explanation. I think that, you know, this is this has been a problem, in my opinion, the last three weeks. And um, I don't know whether it's a game plan thing, the low, you know, whoever we wind up playing in the first round of the playoffs and to believe in that this is how we're going to call plays, or it's that new mindset of, you know, offensive gurus today that, hey, we want to throw the ball early, get a lead, and then run the ball late, you know, to run it out. But, again, when you don't convert third downs and you got your quarterback running around and you hold the whole purpose of, you know, playing him yesterday was just to knock off some rust and give some confidence to the rest of the team to get the division one and get the, the number one seed. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, you got a thousand yard rusher, you got the best offensive line in pro football, you got a backup tackle playing on the right side and you come out and you just want to throw it all over the place. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Thank you. I feel better on the offensive side. Let me check the <laughs> defensive side. Yep. Seth, everything was fine. No points in the first half. The David, uh, what's his name? Davis. I keep forgetting. Webb. Davis, Davis Webb. Webb. It's right, easy Seth, to forget. Second half. The last three times he had the ball, he drove all the way down, got a field goal, two touchdowns against our number one defense. We still had all the starters in. How did that happen? Well, I think there's. You know, it, it, there's a pattern when you look defensively at how they play. Um, if the offense gives us a lead, we're going to be really, really passive. We're just going to be playing in a way that we don't want to give up the big play. And that's going to create for offenses, you know, opportunities to, you know, convert third downs and move the ball down the field and, you know, and, and make some plays. That's just the way it is. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, I think right before the bye, um, Nick Sirianni even said as much that, you know, hey, when we got to leave, we're just trying to get this thing over with. You know, the the intent is not to blow the scoreboard up. The intent is not to, you know, pressure the other team's quarterback when we have a lead. It's, you know, what I call this protectionism, not only from the standpoint of having a lead and just trying to run the clock out, you know, but also protectionism in, in, in how you deal with your players sometimes. You know, like Jalen Hurts yesterday, you put him in the game, but the things that make him 
and that offense very dynamic, you took it away because you just wanted to make sure that you kept him healthy. Wow. All right, but but here's what I'm trying to figure out. So they're they're playing super soft to just bleed the clock. But they're uh, if you do that against the better teams, right, Seth, not the Giants' third string, you're in trouble, aren't you? You face a good quarterback with a soft zone. He's going to pick you apart, isn't he? No, listen, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, my my greatest two examples are, you know, you look at, you know, Kansas City and you look at Buffalo. Um, they don't call the dogs off to the last two minutes of a game. And they know that they got you beat. They're trying to put 40 up every single time out. You know, Mahomes is throwing the ball with a 30-point lead. They don't care because their thing is that this thing could flip at any second. From a defensive perspective, um, you you look at Spagnuolo, and he continues to bring pressure. He's not going to just sit back and concede real estate to you all day long just because the offense is giving him a lead. They're trying to turn the ball over. They're trying to, you know, play the game in totality. But, you know, this is how Jonathan Gannon calls his defenses, you know. Um, And, again, in a lot of ways to his defense, I can see him trying to do things where he's trying to be a little more aggressive. A couple of times, Kazir White was up on the line. That's what Alex Singleton did last year. That's that five-man, six-man look, you know, where you're trying to bring the extra blitzer from time to time. But when you have mistakes behind it, you know, when you when you have your defensive backs that don't want to get up and challenge wide receivers at the line of scrimmage, you know, on third and, and two, and the receiver just turns around and catches a two-yard out or a two-yard stop route for a first down, you, you got you to gotta challenge people. But that's not his M.O. And I've just resigned myself to the fact that, you know, he's not going to – they're just not going to play it that way. To them, that's situational football. And in that situation, we don't need to be overly aggressive and give up something over the top. All right, then then you can help me with my final question here, Seth. Uh, right now, Jonathan Gannon is by far the leading candidate to get the new opening in Houston head coach. <laughs> How should I root here? Should I root that he get that job? Because I have even I'm set putting up a little bit of a carpool. If you would like to be in it, you Douglas is coming with me, Seth. I got a slot for you in the back seat if you would like with Gannon. Maybe you could teach him some defensive philosophy. Should I be rooting that he gets that job so he's out of my hair after this season? Hey, 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 Angela. I think we all, um, no matter what we do, we all look to elevate our position. Yeah. Um, you know, in this world. And I think that the city of Philadelphia is rooting wholeheartedly for the success and the elevation of Jonathan Gannon to, you know, head coach somewhere in the NFL next year. That is a perfect answer. Seth Joyner, I am in awe of you on a daily basis. Thank you, my brother. You got it, my friend. Take care. Seth Joyner, uh, he says, you know, we all in this city look for others to better their own situation. Yes, we do. And in that regard now, I speak for an entire city. Jonathan, enjoy Houston. Best Happy of luck. Monday. <laughs> We're pulling for you. And enjoy Houston. John, and there's a, you, Douglas, now. And Douglas is going, yeah. No, I can't warm the car up yet, you. They haven't announced it. But I will soon, and Douglas will be riding shotgun. 
Probably literally. He's excited about it. Doing what's that? He's excited about yeah. the Well, drive. of course he is. He's heard how, how good a driver See, I am. You can help mentor him. And he knows the way to Houston. Yes, he, <laughs> he does. He knows the way, yes. so it'll work out great. <laughs> Love it. And I think he knows a couple of gentlemen's clubs on the way, too. I know that's a 20-hour drive to drive straight through, but you guys, you know, stopping off. It's going to take you at least three days. Wait a minute. Hold on. He's making now it rain Now I'm here. starting to get I, – I was making it rain there. I was uh, – <laughs> That's Brooks, not how it works. Brooks, are you trying to – is that how you make it rain, you? Yeah. That, yeah. That's, see, he knows he's made it rain. <laughs> We're making it rain. Hold on. Who doesn't use dollar bills, though? No, I'm not either. I'm using Canadian money because it's cheaper. <laughs> Yeah, loonies. <laughs> two one five. The, the girls love when you throw the loonies at them. Top of the hour at nine o'clock. A uh, Nick Sirianni will be on a take a bow for fourteen and three, and then we'll probably hate us the rest of the conversation. All right, welcome back, everybody. I know now that we've had a time to kind of uh, enjoy the fact that the Eagles are not going to have to play next weekend, but the NFL will be in full go next weekend. Lots of great games. And I I have looked very carefully, Josie, Mm. at the schedule because you will be able, by watching these games, to determine who the Eagles will face the following weekend. Yeah, what you come up with. Well, here's what I can – I have a very strong feeling that a weekend after this one, the return of the Giants will be right here really? at Lincoln Financial really? Field. Well, wow. think about it. It's very simple, all right? Mm-hmm. Seattle is playing San Francisco yeah, on no Saturday. Chance, yeah. They're toast. They're done. All right? San Francisco will move on. That's a given. Correct. All right? Mm-hmm. So Seattle's the seventh seed. So the fact they're eliminated, they can't play the Eagles, who are the one seed. Yes. You always play the lowest seed. Yep. So they're out. San Francisco wins. Seattle's not going to come here. Yep. The next one is the Giants. They're the sixth seed. And they're playing the Vikings. They're a three-point dog. The over-under yeah. is 47. Three, a three-point yeah. dog in many in means many. that the uh, the odds makers are saying they're equal. Well, yeah. they, were pre- yeah. they had a pretty a close game, right? And I'm going to tell you what I saw yesterday with that Giants. They They had a lot of scrubs there. That's a good coaching staff, man. Those yeah, guys were big, playing big their asses off. Jonesy, were you seeing how hard those yes. guys were playing? No, that, that coaching staff's done a very good job with They're that team. really good. And very that good guy, Dayball, I enjoy my favorite moment yesterday. <laughs> I have never seen this in all of football. Delay of game, Davis Webb. He got confused. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. Dayball on the sideline, meaningless game, is losing his mind. <laughs> yeah, he is. Nobody did it twice in a row. Delay of game two. The same <laughs> sequence. I've never, have you ever seen a delay after not, a delay? Not, not twice, no. At that point, he was on like stroke watch. Yeah. Because he's fat, <laughs> and I thought he might go. Well, you got a third string quarterback, it happened. He was losing. Did you see him losing yeah, it? Yeah, I did. But here's the thing that guy's a hell of a coach. He is. Look at how he got that team, and they had no money under the cap. They had to give yeah. us Bradbury. They got no help at the trade deadline. No help whatsoever, and they won nine games, and frankly, you can't, they could have won ten. Yeah, If a, they had their regulars yesterday, I would have figured they'd beat us. They're going to be a pain in the ass if the Eagles have to play them. No, the Eagles will beat them. They will. They will but beat them. They'll be a pain in the ass. But uh, that's my best scenario. Because you look. Now, here's the other possibility. This would be mm. kind of fun. Hmm. The Cowboys mm-hmm. are facing Tom Brady. Three-point yeah. favorites in Tampa, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah, this is be. a Monday night football game. I didn't know. They, this yeah, is Monday new. night playoffs. This is new. 
That's Monday good. Night Football next week, right? Yep. And the Cowboys actually are, are, are giving three yeah. against Brady. Brady will beat them. Brady will beat them. I don't think them. he will. Brady will beat them. I think no, that I'm going to bet the Cowboys. Do you want to hear the craziest stat? It's uh, from Sam guy. Sam Powell yeah. just beat them. Yeah, I know. I, badly. I, Here's a crazy, <laughs> crazy stat. Yeah. Because remember, in Dallas, isn't that where Avante got injured? Yes. With that turf and everybody thought it was yep. terrible? So guy who covers the Cowboys for the Athletics said that the um, the Cowboys on grass this season, Philadelphia lost, Green Bay lost, Jacksonville lost, their one wins Tennessee, Washington lost, playoffs, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, San Francisco all on grass. Because they apparently, you know, they play faster on that. They look like a different team yep. yesterday. It was uh, interesting. No, I, they didn't look good at all. They looked amazingly and terrible. And looked awful too. But I am, if you are here to tell me, that Tom Brady cannot beat the Cowboys, but Sam Powell can, you are nuts. Although I will say this for Sam Powell, the number three quarterback on the Commanders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's better than Wentz. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So is Webb. Wentz now, we could say this for sure, Wentz is no better wow. than the third quarterback in Washington. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, man. Joe's up from Prospect Park. Hi, Joey. Hey. What are you feeling, Joe? I'm feeling good, Angelo. I got my Eagles watch on. I got my Eagles hoodie on. I got my Eagles shirt that basically is the NFC Championship shirt from the Super Bowl. Um, Angelo, I mean, you know, Cowboys lost. Green Bay lost. Beautiful day. Um, Don't worry about those exhausts. I'm just getting done uh, my run. So, All right, but uh, Joe, here's the one thing, though. Yeah, you cannot tell me that you enjoyed all that game yesterday. You did not enjoy that, right? I, I, no, it was it was tough to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely tough to watch. But they got it done. I mean, was it pretty? No, okay. it was ugly. All right, fair. I mean, Angelo, here's a, here's a question for you. What? Why did the football player go to the bank? Why did the football player go to the bank? To the bank. Yeah, why? To get his quarterback. Oh my God, Joe! That just happened. That was <laughs> that just. This happened. is uh, when you know it's live radio. We cannot edit. That would be an edit. Was that a dad joke? A drop? I don't know. Oh that my was God! Really, really bad. That was bad. Can you explain it to bring in, He's confused. I better bring in Black Gritty right now. Hi, yes. Black Gritty. This guy's I, amazing. I want, How you doing, I want, Black Gritty? I want my 15 seconds back from that joke. <laughs> I'm with you, Black Freddy. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? You're sitting on a plane right now, Angelo, and you're in the runway holding pattern. We're trying to get you to the Super Bowl as you can ride off into the sunset. We're 14-3. Everything is great. No, it is not. No, it is not, okay? This you're vindicated. Coach been, this coach staff has been looking forward to the playoffs since before the Bears because what are they doing? Steichen's out here calling trash stuff like he was last year. Just throwing up balls all over the right. Had Mitchell out there thinking he was Joe Montana. Run the ball. When it, yesterday, when they were down and they wanted to get, run the game, I went in. Six minutes, they ran off the clock. He just ran the ball down. They throw. Why weren't you doing that the whole game? I don't I, get it. What I don't know. Should have been in the game. First place should have been Boston Scott. Touchdown, run down the middle. Okay? He's a giant killer. What are we doing? It's embarrassing. It looks bad. I don't want to hear nothing about dog mentality. I don't want to hear a story about when your third third grade friend told you about your football coaching days. I don't want to hear about flowers underneath the roof. I want him to shut up, get into this playbook, and get this thing right. We're going to get healthy. 
We're going to get ourselves together. But this coaching staff, I already got to worry about Gannon having somebody throw 70% and look again like Joe Montana. I don't want to have to deal with that. But this, this offense, they need to get it together. Ten passing plays, you don't run the ball? For what? The dude's injured. And my, my Captain America ain't out there to save his blinds. What are you doing? Black I'm Gritty, tremendous insights. You we're know your football. I we like you, but I'm not happy. We're 14 to 3, and I'm in a bad mood. Well, you're about to interview a guy that's going to tell you about a story about the third grade when he went out to go be a coach. <laughs> I don't want to hear none of that. I want to hear is we got to do better and to little to our standards. And right. two word answers. That's it. I don't need a story. I just need to <laughs> right. get this right. That's all I want to hear. I, I love it, Black that. Gritty. Was- Thank you for the call. All right, now, I just want to give you an example. So I'm going nuts at the nine, according to set you're in a 10 straight pl- pass plays. Okay. To start, that's part of your script, the offense. 10 straight pass plays. I'll, I'll stick at nine. I don't have a 10th one. But Seth swears it was a 10th one. Okay. Whatever. All right. Now, here the, the Eagles are starting to lose it. It's 19-9, and they get the ball. And they start grinding out a drive. And in this drive, Remember, the Giants know they don't want to pass the ball. The Giants defensively are packing the box in because they know they're not going to try to put him in the line of fire. They're trying to milk the clock. Eight consecutive runs. Eight runs. Yeah. And in the middle of it, listen to Boston Scott. Listen to Hurts. To Boston Scott. Up the middle he goes. 45, 50, 45. Still on his feet. All the way down to the 42. Boston Scott. Wow. It works. Run the ball. <laughs> it works. You're looking at it. You're going, wow, he's not even Sanders. He's Run my backup guy. I, um, Barrett, you're watching that. These pl- offensive linemen, are they ticked off that they had a pass block, nine straight plays to start the game? Nobody's more ticked off than Jack Driscoll when he had oh. the pass block all <laughs> day long. Nine in a row he's dropping right, right. back. Are you kidding? <laughs> he's got a bullseye on his back. And these guys won't dial up a run. And that run, Jonesy, was one of like five great runs in that series. Yes, it was. They bled six or seven minutes off the clock. They kicked the field goal, and it ended up being important. Yeah. They could run. They proved they could run. Run the ball! Why didn't they run? No idea. Well, hopefully Congressman Bob (laughs) Brady will know. I love Bob Brady. Hi, Bob! Hey, Angelo. How are you? Bob, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great, and the best thing about the Eagles winning is that they're keeping you working, man. I love it. I love it. Well, I don't know, Bob. After yesterday, were you frustrated yesterday? No. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I thought that they should have really ran over them. But, look, a win is a win. And, you know, hey, they got a little week off. I hope they don't don't go stale, but I'm still with them. I think they'll be fine. Hey, Bob, I got to be honest with you. On Friday night, I stayed up late to watch Congress. Were you, oh. Bob, were you watching that? Not a chance. <laughs> were you entertained? Bob, no, I have to know this. Bob, it appeared at one moment that there might be fisticuffs. Yes, con- yeah. Right, Bob? Yeah, they, th- were going after, yeah, they were going after each other, Republicans. They're in disarray. They're not, they're not going to be able to cover it. And right, you know what? But, McCarthy's Bob, did that guy. ever happen in all the years that you were in Congress? Did you ever come close to blows with somebody? No, they wouldn't. They, they, they'd be afraid to bother with me. They knew they get knocked out. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, well, the guy, the thing that got me, Bob, and I'm not here to talk politics, but this guy that was going after Gates, I think his name is, 
He appeared to have a very big wig on. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. was thinking if they get in a fight, that wig could fly. That oh, could that be, That's the first thing you do is grab the hair and throw it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Bob, do you miss it? Not a little bit. Are you kidding me? Not even a little bit. Really? Not a little bit. Well, you know, it it's it it, it, it they don't work together at all. Even our Democrats fight with each other now. You know that. You see yeah. that. Yep. How are they going to govern? How are they going to be able to govern? And McCarthy's not a bad guy. Mm. Hey, they blew Boehner out. Was a good guy, you know. And and they they just don't have it together. And the American people suffer, and it's a disgrace. You know, you got to talk to people, whether Democrats or Republicans. It working out. I'll do something for you today. You do something for me tomorrow. And, and but that's not there. They're just rigid as could be, as you saw, as you saw. You know. All right, Bob. But one last you're, thing, because you're our leader. Do you think this Eagle team's gutted in itself to go to the Super Bowl? I do. I think that I think that they got to get a little bit of a reality check. They got to feel like they're not, you know, they can't be reading their press clippings, and they just got to be able to do what they did last time. And just, you know, I liked it better when they were the dogs, you know. Yep. Uh, but I do think they got the talent. They really do. Well, I am always honored when you call in, Bob. We miss you greatly representing us, but uh, I'm I'm hoping you're just enjoying life after politics. A little bit. I'm still the head of the party, so that's a little Great. pain in the neck. But what are you going to be doing? You're too you're too young. You got too much contrariness in you to be quitting. You got to do something. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, Bob. I think I'm going to champion one of these political guys and be like their a behind the run. scenes operative. You- you should run. Come and see me. I'll, I'll support you, even in Jersey. No, I don't, I, uh, he walks. He doesn't run. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Bob, I maybe. I think you said he waddled. <laughs> exactly. Bob Brady, honored. Thank you, my friend. God bless. God right. bless you God all. bless Thanks. you, too. Bob Brady, what a great man he is. And uh, I've enjoyed his calls over the years. He is always a voice of positivity. He is. You can really live your life always. You're watching this game, and you're getting frustrated. How are you able to set aside that frustration when they win and feel great? I can't. I can't I do can't it because I'm looking Barrett, at the big picture. Can you pitch. do it? I'm still a little irritated. Could you do it when you were a player? No, I definitely couldn't do it when I was a player. Rhea, even you get very verklempt in the course of a game. Yes, absolutely. How long does it take you to shed that feeling? Wednesday. It's always been my motto. Angelo's day is off. My day off is when you come around. It's when I'm the sun shines. <laughs> Funny how that goes. When we return, all you guys stay on hold. I'm coming to you. But when we come back, we are expected to speak to the head coach of the Eagles, Nick Sirianni.